the law of Moses. The law was the bar of holiness, but no man could do it. So God had to come to earth himself in order to fulfill this law so that we might be able to enter into the kingdom of God by faith. Emmanuel, God with us. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Father, I pray now in Jesus' name that the carnal mind would be shut off right now and that I would be able to speak to the spiritual mind from this moment forward. I pray now in Jesus' name that carnality would be quiet, that the natural man would be quiet, so that the spiritual man might hear the word of God right now. Father, I pray now against pride, religious pride. I pray, Father, against a religious pride. Those of us who sit here week after week and think we've got it all and that this message doesn't apply to us and that we don't have to really pay attention. Pride be gone now for the saving of our soul. I pray now in Jesus' name that every heart would be open and every ear would be open to receive your word in Jesus' name. Church, can you say amen? We're in Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. It says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, can you say the heart? So God knows our hearts. Your, your brain is not really where the thought happens. The thought happens in your heart. And, and our hearts are always broadcasted to God. He always knows what's happening in our hearts. So we see that from the very beginning that Joseph was having some thoughts in his heart about putting Mary, getting rid of Mary because she was pregnant, right? But the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will do what, church? Save his people from their sins. This was the importance of Jesus Christ because no man could live a holy life by himself. So God had to come down to fulfill his own law so that our hearts could be washed and cleansed. He was tired of the sacrifices of animals to take away our sin, and he wanted to do it once and for all. Verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, what church? Emmanuel, Emmanuel which is translated what? God with us. Remember at the very beginning, I said the reason that the ground that Moses stood on was holy was because God was there? Now the way that we will have purified hearts and the way that our lives will be considered holy is because of Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean again? God with us. So to save us from our sin, he would have to both forgive us and cleanse our hearts, the source of our wickedness. Remember this, your heart apart from God is the source of your wickedness. If he requires cleanliness and holiness, he would have to do it for us 
and in us. Let's go to John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. And hear the plan of God. This is how important the word of God is. In the beginning, the word, capital W, so it doesn't say little w there, lowercase w, so it's capitalized. And we know that we capitalize names or places, right? So this must be a name. So when it says in the beginning the word, it's talking about a person, right? So let's look at this. In the beginning, the word, capital W, already existed. The word was with God and the word what? Was God. So who is this word that has equality with God? It says, he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Now we're learning that this, this word is, uh, is, 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 is a him. And nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. Well, wait a minute. I thought God created the world. He did. God, the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. So when God spoke, the Word created it, but the Word has a name. Let's keep going. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light. So now we know that the, the Word is a hymn, and this hymn is the light. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. Remember, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. How does that happen? They are reborn. Church, can you say they are reborn? This is how it happens, okay? They are reborn, not with the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So 11 years ago now, my kidneys failed. And I needed, a, I needed new kidneys, okay? And so God knew that I would need new kidneys, so he made sure that my older brother Carlos had two, okay? Because one of Carlos's kidneys now is inside of me and is keeping me alive. He gave me a new kidney, okay? And it, it was 11 years ago yesterday, all right, that I received a new kidney because without the new kidney, I would die. I would not be here. So listen, God says that we need a clean heart and a right spirit. So he's not going to put a natural heart in you. It's not a physical heart. It is a spiritual heart. God saves you and he comes to live inside of you. And it's through the heart of God that our heart is transformed and we receive a clean heart and a right spirit. Verse 14, listen to this. So the word became human and made his home, praise God, among us. 
He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the Father's one and only Son. So he came and he made his home among us. The Bible says that if you love God and keep his commandments, he and the Father would make a home in you. The ground that Moses walked on was holy because God was there. We become holy when God lives in here. God with us, Emmanuel. Verse 15, John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through. Wait a minute. Here we go. Can you guys give me a little drum roll on your, on your knees there? So keep it going. So for all this time, we heard the word, the word, the word. But now, can I introduce you to the Word's name? The Word's name, are we ready, is, can you say it together, Jesus. Let's give God praise. So there's a drum, there's a drum roll all through that chapter as, it, as we're working up to the introduction of who the Word is. The Word was with God from the very beginning. The Word became a man. The Word came to live among us. And what was his name? Jesus Christ. Verse 18, no one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He, was, he has revealed God to us. Amen? All right. So now we get to the part where we learn about what the Word does for us. This is why your flesh... Your sinful nature absolutely hates the Bible. The Bible is so boring to your carnal heart, to your carnal self, because your sinful self only wants to be pleasured by the things of this world. But the Bible, the Word of God, who is Jesus Christ, comes along to wash our hearts. The Bible is light while the world is darkness. So the Bible... Uh, illuminates those things which we call little things, things that are not that bad. The Bible, the Word of God shows up and says not only is adultery bad, but even looking at a woman lustfully is bad because you've already committed adultery with her in your own heart. So we must be washed by the Word. This is why you must, this is why the person sitting next to you is thankful that you have good hygiene. But natural hygiene is not all that is required of us. We need spiritual hygiene as well. And that's where the Bible, the Word of God, comes into play. So listen, if you take a two-minute shower, that's not good enough. 
We're going to know that you took a two-minute shower. We're going to know that every area was not thoroughly clean because you will have, uh, you will be odiferous. That was fun to say. You will have some things coming off of you where someone will know that, uh uh-uh, something's not right. But listen to me. When your words come out of your mouth and they are not right, that means that your spirit is odiferous. There is something wrong with that heart in there because the words that come out of the mouth show us the condition of our heart as well as our actions. When your actions don't line up with the word of God, it shows us that our heart is not right before God either and they must must be washed. Jesus comes along to wash us with his word. So if, you, if we spend little time in the word, our hearts are only cleansed just a little bit. But if we spend time, a lot of time with the word who is Jesus Christ, our hearts will be washed. Let's listen to this. Luke chapter five, verses three through eight. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon or Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. What did he do? Taught. So the word came to give word. And when the word leaves the word, it brings light. He brings light and he washes and he cleanses all that can hear. But you have to be able to hear, okay? Faith comes by hearing. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. So God told Peter to do something. God's always telling us to do something. But Peter wanted to argue. Peter was in his flesh. Peter was natural. Peter's like, you know what, dude? I appreciate you. I know you're the Lord and everything, but I'm the fisherman here, okay? Listen to what he said. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, church, can you say that with me? But if you say so, but if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. Or basically he's saying, at your word, I will do it. When God speaks, we are supposed to listen and obey because the word alone doesn't wash us. So it's no different than this. If you turn on your bathtub and you turn on your shower, but you don't get in, then you're not going to be clean. So just hearing the word doesn't do all the cleaning. You've got to obey the word and then you are made clean. Let's listen to this. And this master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night, didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full, fish, full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon boats were filled with, both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus, but he fell before the word and said, oh Lord, please forgive me. I'm such a sinful man. So listen, church, obedience is what God's heart longs for from our hearts. So why did Peter say this? Why did Peter say, get away from me? I'm such a sinful man. Because there's something that the word of God does to us. It exposes our hearts. And he already knows our hearts. So Peter had an attitude at the beginning 
Jesus, I respect you. I honor you, but you are not a fisherman. You are a carpenter. Stay in your lane, bro, right? That's what he's thinking from his carnality. But he said, okay, 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 okay. At your word, I'm going to honor your word. Church, listen to what happens when you honor his word. I think I know better, but I'm going to honor your word. So he honored his word, and they got so many fish that the nets begin to break. And then Peter falls down to his knees and said, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Why? Because the word worked. He saw what Jesus said do done in a miraculous way, and it exposed his own heart to say, God, you do know better. You truly are the son of God. I must be obedient to you. Hebrews, Hebrews 4 and 12 says this, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. Listen to what the word does, church. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So when you pick up your Bible and begin to read, here's what it should sound like. Ouch. Ouch. Ooh. Ah. Oh, God, forgive me. Oh, I repent. I'm sorry. Man, cut that thing away from me. I can't believe I've been acting like this. I can't believe I've been thinking like this. When you have an encounter with the word, you're having an encounter with Jesus and he begins to cut some things away from you. John 13, eight through nine, we're talking about being washed by the word. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Do you hear that church? Jesus says, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. Here's the message that he has for his people. Jesus Christ came to this world, so I think we should listen to what he had to say. Those of you that desire to go to heaven, those of you that want to be called holy by God, let's listen to the exact words that Jesus came saying. Listen. Let this word wash your hearts right now. This is the message we heard from Jesus. Remember, God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus who will save us from our sins. Here's what he had to say. And now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. This is the part you really need to listen to if you've been ignoring me the whole service. Listen to this. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. 
What is the importance of the word washing us? Ephesians 5, 25 through 27 says this, for husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. What did he do for her? He gave up his life for her to make her church, and you say, holy and clean. Come on, this is good stuff. We've been learning about our desire, our need to have a clean heart and right spirit. And we see that the empowerment, see, here's what's really happening. I've been giving you revelation up until this point. Now we're moving into empowerment. The revelation is you need a clean heart and a right spirit. The empowerment is God's part in it, what he plays. And we're hearing right now that he gave up his life for us to make us holy and clean. And, and how did he do that? He washed us by the cleansing of what? God's word. So the more you read and receive the word of God, the cleaner your heart becomes. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. So it is God's word alone that washes us. Remember that this week when you pick up that. Usually when we pick up our phones, please hear my heart on this. Usually, when we pick up our phones or turn on those televisions, if it's not Christian programming or a Christian thing that we're on, all we're doing is getting dirty. Because if it's not good, then it's not godly. Do you hear what I'm saying? So all of this, that, and I'm, I'm talking to me too, all of us scrolling on things and watching things are not that bad. Not that bad still means impure and unclean. Only good things wash us, and the only thing that is good is God himself. So Jesus is God's word. Time with the world dirties us. Time with the word cleanses us. Which do you love more, Jesus or the world? First John 2 15 through 17 tells us to not love the things of the world. It says, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Church, we've got to be careful about our constants We've got to be careful about our addictions, whether they be to television, to social media, to, to, to talking to people, to unhealthy relationships. You've got to be careful about your repetitive desires. Just like me, sometimes you find yourself reaching for your phone and, and doing things through routine and habit. We've got to be careful of those things that we do constantly. Because Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48, tell us about a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. What was her bleeding? Constant. She was bleeding to death. So church, please be, we've got to be careful of our constants. Those things that we are doing repetitively that are not of God, right? Because they are killing us and we are bleeding out. But the Bible says that, she pressed her way through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus asked a question. He said, 
who touched me? And they begin to argue and say, God, there's so many people around here. How could we ever know who touched you? But here's what Jesus said. Someone deliberately touched me. For I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Here's what Jesus said. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Father, we thank you for this message. We've come a long way since the beginning. We understand that you require that we have a clean heart and a right spirit. In today's message, we learn that no man is capable of cleansing his own heart or making his own spirit new. So the word of God came down, Jesus, as a man, and you showed us in your perfection the way to live for God, to obey him and to seek him first. You showed us, God, that even those things that we say are not so bad are still evil in the sight of God. So would you forgive us, God, and would you free us from our addictions to this world? We think, we think, God, that it's not gluttony if we just snack a little bit. We think it's not gluttony, God, if we don't just go crazy on sinful things in this world. But God, can you show us even our desire to taste it? is wrong because it shows us the motive of our heart is not right. And then you just came along and you showed us, God, that without your word, we cannot be washed. But how many of us really love your word? If we really love God and really love the idea of spending eternity with him, then we've got to fall more in love with his word because his word washes us. So just like you pick up a toothbrush and you pick up a, a, a bar of soap or, or, or a towel every day for your body, it's so important that you pick up your Bible every day. And maybe we should get back to those physical Bibles, those Bibles that have pages in them because our phones are not totally holy into themselves. We do a lot of things on those phones and there's a lot of distractions that come from them, but maybe we should just get alone with our Bible again. Find those Bibles with pages in them and say, this week, I'm going to get alone with my Bible again. I'm going to get my pen out and my highlighter out, and I'm just going to begin to eat the Word of God so that I might have a renewed mind. And Father, once we get in your word, we will see the way that you desire our hearts to be pure. We'll see in Psalms chapter 42, verses 1 through 2, that David said, this is what the, the desires of a pure heart sound like. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God. Church, say this with me. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Praise the Lord. So how can our hearts pursue him if we can't see him? Listen, you don't find God with your eyes. You find him with your heart. Your heart is where your spirit is. And this is what the Lord says in John 4, 23 through 24. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, the Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is a spirit. 
So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So then God, how do we follow you? How do we find you? Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up for my sake, you will save it. Father, we thank you for this word today. And we've got work to do. As soon as we get home, we're going to find ourselves having some desires. And whatever we reach for is telling us